Hello and welcome to another episode of the 12 Shows of Herring podcast in which I'm talking sotto voce because today I'm looking after my daughter. I've successfully got her to sleep in her pram and I don't want to wake her up. So we'll see how that goes. So today I will be discussing the performance of Someone Like Joghurt, which I did on Saturday the 15th of August at the Leicester Square Theatre as part of my 12 shows, and also looking ahead to this week's shows, Menage à Un, which I'm doing on Friday the 21st, and um, Oh Fuck and 40 on Friday the 22nd, two quite interesting shows for me to do as a 48-year-old man because they're very much about being a man in my late 30s, or of course 40. Um, so Someone Like Sugar is an interesting show, and um, it was my first stand-up show. I, I came out of 12 Tars of Hercules Terrace and realised that I'd done all these challenges, and um, but I hadn't taken on the challenge of doing stand-up, which is something I'd avoided doing since the early 90s, in clubs anyway. I'd obviously been in the double act and we'd done theatres and I'd done one-man shows, but I didn't hadn't gone back to the clubs to do stand up and I felt seeing I'd done all these challenges maybe I should take on that challenge and I did things that I thought were interesting rather than what I thought would get me work which is I think how I approached it in 1989, 1990, whereas maybe a sort of mixture of the two things where I was caught between two stools so I ended up doing a lot of very weird routines and what I found interesting actually in one of the previews of uh, where I, I did Happy Now in the first half which is some way away from being ready, but hopefully we'll be in some state to look at by the 12th of September when I'll be previewing it, premiering it at uh, the Leicester Square Theatre. Uh, and then the second half, I did just the Someone Likes Yogurt routine from Someone Likes Yogurt. And it was it was interesting because I think in the show of Someone Likes Yogurt, I ended up doing four very long routines where I basically took apart what I was doing and, and over-explained and was very pedantic. But doing just someone like Sugar at the end of a, a following on from material that isn't so much like that, it was a lot more effective. And I was surprised to how much this audience um, in a little art centre in North London I went for the yogurt stuff. I mean, they really liked it. So um, I think maybe the show would have been more effective if I hadn't done four Lots four long routines in the first half and another routine and long routine in the second half, but I sort of admire myself <laughs> for taking those chances. And um, they're sort of bizarre routines. I mean, there's a routine about Rudyard Kipling. There's a routine about um, having sex with monkeys that comes out of uh, the song "Come Over to My Place" or having a party. Quite an unexpected thing. There's a routine about the Magpie Road system, and there's a long routine about the Pope, which I couldn't actually do at the Leicester Square Theatre. Anyway, let's have a look at what I said before I went on stage when I was interviewed. Well, not quite by George. George, the incompetent sound man, was there to record it. Let's see if he recorded it. I haven't checked yet. Let's find out now. Hello, it's day four of at 12, and it's someone like Joghurt, um, which I'm stupidly complacent about after yesterday and haven't really done all that much work on it today. I think I know it. I think I'm going to be proven wrong. Uh, I got up very early this morning with my daughter at five o'clock and then had to do a radio show uh, on Radio 4, Saturday Live, with a, an eclectic mix of people, including a woman who'd had her leg blown off in uh, Iraq and um, ex-con who's gone straight and a man who dresses up in a play as a plague doctor it was a bit of a surreal morning uh, and uh, could do with the sleep. But I think it's going to be okay. I 
sort of know. I've been doing the Rudyard Kipling bit a few times at gigs, so I think I know that one. The Magpie, I think, should be all right. It sort of follows a logical progression. Uh, the, the, the monkey fucking one maybe could go wrong. And the yog one I did the other day and was just about, OK, I've got some notes if I forget where I am. Um, and it's th- we've got 300 at the moment. Let's find out what it is exactly at the moment. We have 15 minutes to go. We have... Oh, it's taking ages to refresh. Oh, it's still taking ages to refresh. Uh, we've sold 318 tickets. They need to refresh it. So that's pretty good. That This is the best one so far um, by quite a long way. Uh, so that might go up to 3.30 or something by the time we... In 15 minutes, who knows? So I'm very excited about that. Hopefully that will lift me and then I can go to bed and have a day off tomorrow. But we'll come and see at the end whether I've got through all this correctly and with knowing it all, whether it falls apart. Because the show is very long, uh, someone like Jogger, um, the first half of someone's Jogger is uh, on the DVD is uh, 70 minutes long. So I've, I've had to basically cut most of the Pope routine out, which seems fair enough, it goes on and on. Uh, and I think what I discovered from doing the... The sh- doing the yoghurt routine the other day I did some of the happy now stuff in the first half and then I did the yoghurt routine in the second and it goes a lot better if you haven't done four other routines that are really long before it so I think that is probably the one mistake in this show that it's a lot of long pedantic routines but it's very brave uh, for that uh, and I'm quite obsessed on the DVD Chris Evans has used some library music to introduce the show he goes I'm quite obsessed with that music now so that's been going through my head more than learning. Boop, ba-doo, boop, boop, ba-doo, boop, boop. Go and, go and buy the DVD to find out what I'm talking about. Uh, and there's a nice bit in here where I talk about uh, Peter K fans. Uh, I've been happy to buy Peter K doing exactly the same material as long as it's in a different location. And I hope anyone who's bought the uh, the, the sound, both the DVD and the uh, and the download of all these episodes appreciates the irony. I probably will mention it in the show. Anyway, here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it, George. Yes, predictably, I had already said what I said in the intro in that, haven't I? But that, never mind, that's, that's not the, the point. I sort of felt a little bit uncomfortable about some of this material at 10, 12 years on. Um, the routine about monkey fucking, which, I mean, it's I don't, you know, it's sort of weird in the current environment where people are very... Um, Concerned if you even mention rape in a comedic sense, in a com- comedic sense, it, um, whereas ten years ago, like a lot of people were doing quite dodgy uh, rape material, and that's part of the reason. I think with this that routine, it's um, it's sort of so oblique, and it's about whether it's possible to have consensual sex with an animal. It sort of it sort of investigates those areas of comedy by taking on a, a ridiculous by, by looking at it in, in a ridiculous way. In a similar way, I think in, in a menager, and you get a similar discussion about having sex with Jesus, uh, and which I think brings up some of the points. And then I actually, in that routine in menager, and make the point that I'd, I'd made a very off-colour joke about something a sexual practice with women that no one had complained about, uh, and then they people get upset about me uh, having consensual sex with a fictional character. So it's. I hope that even still, even at the time, I was more interested in examining ideas. It wasn't a shock value. And again, I suppose the character which is turning at this stage, it's, and in some like show, particularly, it's about a man obsessing about the wrong thing in, in, in every circumstance. So it's getting very focused in on something that isn't necessarily that important. Um, 
but yeah, I massively enjoyed this, and obviously it was great. There was 325 people in the end, which is just beyond my wildest dreams. What well, my wildest dreams would have been, it was full. And they wouldn't have been very wild dreams. My wildest dreams would be 100,000 people turned up and they knocked down the theatre and built a new theatre for me, and it was in space and um, a mirage, but somehow still worked, and all the audience were transformed into robots and I had sex with them. That would be my wildest dreams, but I was very happy to get 325 people in, which is much more than I anticipated, let's say. Um, and again, just means, I think even if, if the, even the last few only sold like 100 tickets each now, it still means that this has been uh, a successful experiment in that um, I won't have lost any money. I'll have made a bit of money. I think it's artistically really interesting. I'm really fascinated by having to go back through all this stuff, as I'm sure I'm repeating again and again in each of these podcasts. Uh, and also just trying to work out who I am as a comedian, which I think is more so in the, ne the next week's shows, which we will come to, but it's just sort of the, 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 those next two shows sort of veer around trying out all kinds of different comedic styles. It's very hard to pin down who I am, which perhaps as a, as a, as a character on stage, which is good in a lot of ways, but maybe also bad in some ways in terms of getting people to feel comfortable with me. I think a lot of comedians take on a persona and then each show is the same persona and, and I think with me, although there is obviously the linking factor of myself, I think even if you'd listened to these first three or four so far, they're all wildly different in style. <laughs> Maybe the next two, two are quite similar as each other, but I'm jumping around from political stuff to edgy stuff to just offensive stuff to quite sweet and honest stuff. Um, and it, maybe it's harder to pin me down Then maybe it's hard to understand who I am. Um, and maybe that makes the edgy material more difficult to to be sure about as an audience member, but I think it sort of does hang together. And I think, and again, I think if you listen to the whole shows, then it makes a lot more sense. But again, in the modern world where you can take a line out of context from somewhere, that um, is a dangerous thing because there's some, in all of these shows, there's at least one appalling line that you could uh, you take out of context and, and make merry with if you were that kind of person. But um I'm not sure there was very much within the show that's interesting to play to you. I'll maybe just find a little bit for you to have a listen to. Do remember you can, of course, download the full shows, uh, the first 10 of them anyway, for just £12 for the whole lot, which is pretty generous. Uh, and we're just trying to cover our costs and pay for George the Incompetent Soundman's wages to record it. Um, but it's quite an interesting thing. I would also encourage you to seek out the DVDs, which are generally... Well, I don't know, it's difficult to say. I mean, they're generally, they're a sharper performance on the whole, though some of the early ones are a bit fluffy. Uh, and um, obviously I'm more in control of the material than I am in these in these audios and a bit less nervous maybe than I'm in these audios. But uh, it's hard to determine which is the better performance. Anyway, I'll go and have a little listen through to someone like Jog at the show and see if there's anything I feel is worth sharing with you. Oh, well, this is just a little bit of fun for starters. Um... Back in these shows, I used to go around to Al Murray's house and he'd help me uh, record all the intro stuff, usually over music. But the only, and, and it's kind of, I've obviously lost a lot of the CDs of these old shows, but I've managed to find quite a few of them. And this is the intro to Some Like Yogurt, or maybe just to the second half, I don't know. But here is, this is Al Murray introducing me onto stage, but without music. But I thought I'd use it anyway. So this, that's how the show starts. Let's listen to the start of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Richard Herring! Thank you very much, hello! Welcome! 
welcome. I'm going to show four of 12. Thank you for coming to all of them so far. This is uh, someone like Joggett. It's going to be very exciting to see where this goes. So I think it's uh, a comedian's job to say the unsayable, to challenge, to challenge orthodoxy, to question closed systems of thought. I'm going to start straight in with that tonight, Leicester Square. I hope I don't offend you and everything you hold to be dear when I say that Rudyard Kipling was a fucking idiot. Yeah. No, I've said it. I don't care. The world's a better place. There are two main reasons for this. Firstly, Rudyard is a really stupid name. Rudyard. Rudyard. Rudyard, as the little black girl at his school used to call him. It's a Grange Hill reference, not everyone gets it. I like to... I like to make my first joke one that is going to divide the audience, so it gives me further to, to go, you know, to get back into, to win you back. Uh, you might think this isn't directly Rudyard Kipling's fault. Maybe we should blame his parents. I still think it's a good reason to hate him, because if you're going to give your child an unusual name, there are rules. You can't just go making words up. It has to be a word that exists already, like apple or satchel or moon unit. <laughs> there is no such thing as a Rudyard. I've looked it up in the dictionary. It's not there. Lanyard, that would have been fine. <laughs> Knacker's Yard, I wouldn't have had a problem with. Phoebe's awake now, so hopefully... Uh... She won't disturb you too much in the background. Stop throwing yourself around in there. If you fall out during this, I'm going to look very bad. Okay, so just sit and play nicely. I'm meant to be looking after you. Are you okay with that? All right, don't do anything wrong. Uh, I quite like this bit coming up because um, this is from the, uh, the famous monkey fucking routine. Uh, but just this is, as it's sort of self-explanatory, but uh, the reference is... That even in that were meant to be archaic a little bit in uh, 2006 or whenever this was 2005, uh, but uh, they take on a new kind of humour given that we're another ten years on. I don't know if I think of those who have been the, the original lyrics, history would have been very different. I think the Monkeys TV series would have been cancelled after one episode. I think, I'm not sure any of the Monkeys would have gone on to enjoy the solo success they subsequently had. <laughs> Which essentially means the children's television show Metal Mickey might never have happened. Or if it had existed, some of the episodes might have been very slightly different shot from slightly different angles, as some of the episodes of Metal Mickey were directed by Mickey DeLenz. <laughs> Laughing and learning, so I mean, that's... Even when I did this in 2005, that was still quite a dated reference, but now, I mean, there's a lot of people... I think there are people in this audience who don't know who the monkeys are, let alone Metal Mickey. I think it's a very confusing... Laughing and learning. So, uh... You can sort of get my idea of uh, what the show's like from the way I summed up uh, at the end of the first half, which is here. <laughs> Look, I've got to go for the end of the first half because uh, uh, there's, a, there's a, sort of a routine I kind of want to do at length. There's a bit more of that uh, Pope material uh, for about 25 more minutes. It's really long. I mean, if you, if you thought the magpie thing was long, uh, then maybe go and buy the someone like Jogger DVD if you want to see the rest of them. It was, it's interminable. I, I don't know what... This show... I mean, this show is awful. I mean, it's just... It's just terrible, this show. I mean, I love it. It's kind of insane, but it's... I'm like a dog with a bone. I'm like a dog with a sponge and I'm not going to let it go until I squeeze every drop out of every fucking subject. It goes... 
it means we've missed the thing about the trout and the sperm. That's, so that's a shame, but I might do that. If you come and see uh, Lord of the, uh, the new show, Happy Now, I think the first half I might do a few of the routines that I've had to drop from this, so that, that might, uh, you might get a chance to see that one after all. Uh, but before I go, um, uh, do, uh, if you haven't enjoyed the show so far... Don't come back for the second half, seriously. Don't think, don't think I'm going to give it. It's worse. The second half is worse. It's entirely about yoghurt, the whole second half. Don't, don't think I'm going to give him a chance to see if he does some proper jokes in the second half. I don't, it isn't. It's... And yeah, as I mentioned, I did... Um... All right, Phoebs. I did have to cut a few bits from some of these shows and maybe some of the others as well because just the time slot's not long enough. So <laughs> I know it's outrageous. <laughs> People are very upset, Phoebe, not just you. Uh, so... Um... I might try and do some of it. Certainly the the trout sperm bit, uh, maybe a bit more the Pope stuff, and also the uh, the 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 email complaint letter from Christ on the bike, which I really would like to do. Now, that's quite a long routine. Might take most of my section for that bit, uh, and that that extra stuff will appeal uh, appear as an extra. If I do do that, will appear as an extra. Uh, yeah, little thing to download. If you do go to gofasterstripe.com and download all uh, of the ten audio recordings that will come up in turn. I know it's, it's an exciting time. I'm, I'm trying to work here, Phoebe. Please. The yoghurt routine went pretty well. Here is me summing up uh, after the show in the dressing room. Cool. Hello. Well, we're uh, over around a little bit, so I haven't got much time because there's some men who want to put on some women's clothes in here and do their show. So uh, I'll just say it went pretty well. Uh, the second half especially, I actually got more of the Pope stuff in than I thought I would. Uh, and hadn't really learnt it but still managed to remember it and um, didn't really make too many mistakes and the yoghurt stuff went very well so I'm very happy, 325 in and uh, yeah, well, uh, my complacency was justified I knew what I was doing so uh, again, that's really good hopefully that, that those numbers will keep up and hopefully I can keep up the momentum, momentum and do them as well as that so it's, it's very enjoyable but nothing really went wrong At which point we were somewhat chased out of the dressing room by some men who wanted to dress up as ladies for the next show, which looks very interesting. Maybe you should go and see that rather than my stuff. Uh, so coming up in uh, the next week on Friday and Saturday, it's Menage and and Oh Fuck I'm 40. This difficult uh, midlife crisis period where... Um, Actually, I think these shows are both pretty good. They've both got some excellent stuff. Menage and particularly, I think, has uh, some of my favourite bits of sort of basic stand-up for me, the stuff that I would do in a stand-up club. Um, it's Even though there are, in both these shows, certainly as they stand, there is these long uh, bits where I deconstruct a joke, one that's worked and one that hasn't worked, and then deconstruct them for 15 minutes, really. I don't think I'll do this on the nights, just partly because I find it quite tedious now. I think at the time I thought it was quite funny. Um but uh, also because there isn't there isn't quite time. I will certainly do something with them, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and find a new way of doing those bits. There's something in it in in Menager, No, in Oh Fuck I'm Forty. There's a, there's a very funny routine. It's a true story about being given a blowjob by a woman who uh, disputes what I say about my own penis. And uh, yeah, it's funny, isn't it, Pete? Uh, and um, I think it's a very good routine in itself. And then you know, then it leads up to a punchline that I then deconstruct whereas in Menage and there's a, a deliberately poor joke that then gets deconstructed by two of the characters within it and when I did it in preview both of these things the actual the oh fucking 41 work quite well but it just kind of goes on and on and on it's like I 
and and the and the end of both these shows just they they kind of won't end, you know. And it's uh, there's it's weird listening back to them because there's sort of the, the the anger that comes out is semi real and semi not real, but it, but it just goes on and on. So it's uh, it's slightly weird and worrying. Uh, but uh, so I'm kind of looking forward to doing these shows, and but but I did a preview of both of them last night. Uh, to a small audience, and you know it's wall to wall laughs in both the really especially Menager, and uh, so I'm I am very much looking forward to doing that and just having a tight hour and a half of stand up with a little bit of deconstruction and a little bit of messing around. But uh, there's some very nice, well worked routines in that that I suppose came from just touring them and doing them over and over again, uh, night by night, and getting better. I mean, there is stuff in there that I wouldn't do now. There's stuff that I feel mildly embarrassed about but then that's quite interesting in itself I am going to do some of that some of the stuff I'm going to not do because it just seems not to make sense uh, with me doing it I, when I did one of the previews which may happen you know I did a bit where I was slightly rude to a young lady in the front row and then had to say afterwards I just feel embarrassed about that which I didn't do before I'm sure I did feel embarrassed about doing it before but it's um, it, you know as I think you've seen uh, even uh, someone like Joggart the DVD of that. There's some very uncomfortable moments in that as I explore that kind of nasty side of men, uh, men's minds. I know, I'm sorry. So it's, I mean, I think that's what I'm talking about, this this going back over all this uh, might be really good for me as a comedian. It Maybe it won't be, in that I can sort of see the journey of how I've got to where I am and who I am as myself now. Um, and just trying to rediscover who I am as a comedian, trying to work out who that is and what I'm trying to do on stage. Because I feel maybe with these middle shows, there's some confusion and that confusion adds to the dramatic tension and is interesting, but maybe to clarify that within my own mind, who I'm trying to be on stage, what my persona is. Because I think in these these next couple coming up, I think it is, you know, some bits are just political satire and some bits are filth and some bits of deconstructions and um, sometimes you're aware that I'm a feminist and sometimes you think is he being Bernard Manning which is something again I address within those shows so there's a cleverness to them and there's a looseness to them and there's a kind of weirdness to them that I think make them really interesting shows and I think you know they may they're not for the faint of heart menage and especially I think not for the faint of heart don't bring any very religious people to any of my shows already but especially to that one um it's, I may have said this earlier, so I've recorded this over several hours as I look after my lovely daughter, who at the moment is behaving well, aren't you? Yes, you are. Uh, and having fun, playing with a little giraffe and slapping her legs and doing this quite a weird little thing with her fingers, which looks like she's trying to signal a code to her, uh, the people she's working with. I know, OK. Um, but uh, what was... <laughs> now I've forgotten what I was going to say because I've been distracted by my charming daughter. Um... Yes, I'm going to go back and find out what I was saying. Oh, yeah, I've worked out what it was, even though I didn't say it. I looked back, went back and listened, but it isn't, I didn't say it, but I've worked out what it was. It's weird to me which ones are, uh, are selling well at the moment, which, which aren't. I mean, I think they're all going to do okay, and that's wonderful. Uh, but the only one that sold less than 100 tickets so far, I think I've mentioned, is What Is Love Anyway, which I think is my absolute best show. Uh, we're all going to die, also not selling great. And Menage Un is sort of lower. I think it might, this weekend might start picking up. I think uh, Oh Fuck I'm 40 is probably going to, um, might even break uh, the someone like Shoggart barrier. Again, I think it's sort of more of an appealing show as an idea, maybe, than Menage. And 
Um, but I think Menage at Home, if you're a fan of mine and, uh, and a bit open-minded and want to see how I've got to where I'm going, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's, it's, a, it's a big, fun show. So, uh, and, and really, really kind of good routines in there. The uh, potato potato routine in there is, uh, is just a lovely routine, I think. There's, uh, and, and they've got the homosexual finger sign show, uh, routine in it, which is a classic. It's got a lot of my... You know, as far as I go, if I was putting together a best of show, there's quite a lot that would come from Menage and quite a lot of my one-liners, um, and even the things like the gullible routine and the hand job center routine um, have been going really well. Uh, oh fuck and forty as a routine, I'm really loving doing. I'm doing. I've done way too much in previews because I really know it now. The give me head till I'm dead T-shirt. Uh, weirdly, it's also got another routine about. Uh, a, a similar t-shirt which comes before that routine which i think slightly spoils the impact of the give me head to i'm dead routine but it's it's still they're both still vaguely amusing um i know fucking 40 has the fight story which again i think is you know is a, is a very nice story so although that show again spirals all over the place so then i i sort of feel if i went back and did them and maybe this is an opportunity to do this a little bit i would edit them and change them and i might sort of edit and change a little bit I think they could be really tight shows. And I could sort of understand, I think, going back over these, why maybe at the time... Though they got lovely reviews, but why maybe they weren't uh, more universally accepted. I mean, they're not mainstream shows, and there's a lot to put people off. Even if you like some of the show, then there'll be bits that you might really hate. So it's challenge. they're both challenging shows, and I hope you'll come and see one or both of them. If not, uh, you can listen out for them on GoFasterStripe.com and uh, pay a small amount to come to that. We are also doing a Kickstarter for Rahel Lesterpert. Rahel Lesterpert, if you like that show, just to do the videos. So if you feel like uh, donating some money to that, go to kickstarter.com and search for RHLSTP. You should find it. Uh, we, we need to raise quite a lot of money. I'm not sure we're going to do it this time. And anyway, look, I better go and look after my daughter. I just wanted to get this done so we could put it up to date, hopefully, uh, as we wait for uh, the Rahel Lesterpert, this week's Rahel Lesterpert, which will go up. Uh, on uh, Thursday rather than Wednesday this week. Okay, my darling, we're going to leave the people now. So there's still eight more shows to see. By the time you listen to this, there might be only six more shows to see. It's, I mean, I'm sort of amazed at how well I'm learning them. That's the other thing, that they are kind of coming out so far so good. I really thought it would be... I mean, it is difficult. I'm not saying it's not difficult, but I actually thought it might be impossible. I thought I might crash and burn. I'm not saying that won't happen. I don't think it will happen this weekend, though they are both much harder to learn this week's show than, than uh, I anticipated because there's some, as I say, some complicated routines in there. All right, darling, I'm coming to you. I'll leave these nasty people alone. We'll, we'll have a little play and then it's time for a bath, isn't it, nearly? And then it's nearly bedtime. I've looked after you for the whole day, haven't I? And I've got to look after you all night. Your mummy's away. This is the first time we've been together alone for this long. And it's a lovely thing. All right. Bye-bye. I've got to go and spend some time with Fleebs. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye.